Yo, welcome back to Talking Raps with Julian Vargas. This is Julian Vargas doing a little intro for a special uh, two-day early release edition episode uh, because uh, if you, you probably noticed I didn't put out an episode last week. Uh, this past week was a very busy week for me comedically, so uh, I was unable to record and put out an episode. So instead, I am bringing you uh, the first part of an interview uh, I did on my other pod, my new other podcast, This Week in Tapes, uh, hosted by me and uh, multiple-time guest of this podcast, Ian Carr, where we talk about uh, each week's mixtapes from Thursday to Thursday. And uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing a rapper who we uh, whose mixtape we reviewed, Scarfo to Plug, his uh, mixtape Eviction Notice. We talked about, and he liked the he liked the review we gave. He listened to the episode and uh, tweeted at us and that he was flying into L.A. in a few weeks. So uh, yeah, we set up an interview and we got it done. Uh, this part is not that interview. Uh, I am bringing that up only to uh, get you guys to go over to This Week in Tapes on SoundCloud or iTunes and check that interview out. We're dro- It's dropping the same day as this is dropping, um, so I'm going to link to that in the description. But uh, this episode is with Colin Hatch, the gentleman who was nice enough to allow me and Ian to film and record uh, our interview with Scarfo to Plug and his manager, I Love Money. Colin himself is a, a musician in his own right, very, very talented musician, a lot more, uh, I don't know why I said in his own right, that always sounds super pejorative and like and like condescending, uh, <laughs> but uh, he is a fellow musician, possibly he may give Scarfo to Plug guitar lessons depending on how things go uh, that was discussed uh, post interview so that's no that's not a spoiler but uh, yeah Colin uh, did the mixing for the interview uh, and before we before Scarfo arrived we were testing out the mics and decided well not really decided we just kind of organically started talking about the Grammys and uh, we just started talking about old Grammys uh, snubs and winners and how bullshit the Grammys are in general. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, it's about 25 minutes of me, Ian, Colin Hatch, uh, Bob Ertl, who has also been on Talking Raps. Uh, he did the camera work, and Julian Stern uh, of the very successful episode 7 of this podcast. Um, he was a, another camera person for the interview with Scarfo and I Love Money. Uh, so here it is. This is uh, me, Ian, Bob, Colin, and Julian talking about the Grammys and how bullshit they've always been. And uh, after you listen to this, go check out This Week in Tapes uh, for me and Ian's interview with Scarfo to Plug and I Love Money. It's fucking dope, and uh, you're going to really enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy this. So, uh, peace out. Uh, I might as well do plugs now, actually. You can find me at I am Julian Vargas. Find the podcast at Talking Raps Pod. Email it uh, us at TalkingRapsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find This Week in Tapes on iTunes and SoundCloud and in the links in the description. And bye! Uh. Yeah, 1999 come out. Oh, fuck. Huh? It was that like 1985, maybe? No, that was Purple Rain was 85. Oh, so 82. Yeah, it might have been 82. Before it. Wow, didn't even get nominated for Best Album. What? But. What, 1999? Yeah. Mistaken Identity by Kim Carnes, Breaking Away by Al Jarreau, The Dude by Quincy Jones, and Gaucho by Steely Dan, and Double Fantasy one. Dude, Gaucho's insane. I would put that above that. Like, ah. Yo, they had to re-record a song on Gaucho. They lo- the one of their sound engineers just lost a song. What? Just, <laughs> just recorded over the tape. That's like super. And if you know anything about Steely Dan, that's like a huge. No, no. 
Oh yeah, they that's take, like about they his personality. Four, they take forever to make a record. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh right, right. That's, that's like, like the gaps that's, between the albums. They're, that's they're, like stuff they're that like happens. Insane. In, I thought you were gonna say like, and you know, Steely Dan always hitting people square in the face. <laughs> <laughs> they're always knocking engineers out for no reason. Also, yeah. somebody's girlfriend died in somebody's apartment during that oh, album wow. too. She like OD'd. So they had all that. <laughs> We're <laughs> <laughs> just talking about Steely Dan and Gaucho. Dark. Okay, when did uh, when did Controversy come is this out? Isn't Controversy eighty? No, I don't think the camera's rolling, is it? No, I'm just well, wondering if you're going to. Uh, yeah, the audio's on. Audio's on. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, you can wow. the you know, Star actually, Wars like soundtrack got a best album of the yeah. got an album of the year <laughs> nomination in '78. Lost wow. to rumors, but. Uh, <laughs> Under- un- understandably, <laughs> but I mean, the this is an in- man. Steely Dan's got a couple uh, best album of the year nominations. Yeah, Asia. Yeah, Asia it is Asia. Hotel California, JT by James Taylor, and the Star Trek soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Lost to rumors. <laughs> what a weird year that is. That is weird. Uh, wow. Uh, Ninety-seven. Seventy-seven was pretty good. We had Breezin by George Benson, Chicago X by Chicago. Frampton Comes Alive by Peter Frampton. Silk Degrees by Boss Skaggs and Stevie Wonder's song is in the Key of Life one. That's a good one. Uh, Paul Simon, Still Crazy After All These Years. Okay. That's a great. I'm not not going to hate on that. Stevie Wonder, Fulfilling His First Finale. Really? That Okay, Inner Visions one. The input. Wow. Uh, Inner Visions is so good. That's like, yeah, I. That's insane. <laughs> he must have won just back to back years, just because Inner Visions was so good. They're like, well, I, I guess this one's probably just as good. Let's give it to him. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad one, but I have a special place in my heart for Band on the Run. So. Yeah. I, I feel like that should have won, even though that's sacrilege to say about Stevie Wonder. But he has, he pretends he's blind, so I could talk trash about his music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not going to hesitate to say that, then, you know, say whatever. <laughs> hey, man, stay woke. He's not blind. Did you guys see that thing about the only women who've won all won in the 90s? Or the only black women who've won all won in the 90s? Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, Is that another uh, dimension to the then prevalence of, like, black sitcoms on, like, all the major networks, and now there's less oh, wow. Men? That's a good uh, It's like that's in a the good 90s. Call. Yeah, like, the 90s, it seemed like all yeah. of, like, just that explosion of black culture, like, at that time, seemed like it was all kind of evening out, at least in the major communication sort of way, and then that definitely went away. That's a yeah. really good... I would never even consider that. Is that, huh. is that leading up to Obama? <laughs> Dude, that, is that, that's why we got Obama. That makes and then, yeah, yeah, and now recessed away from both, like right. like a ice shelf falling off. <laughs> okay, here's another. This is a tough one. Seventy one. Uh, we've got Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon Garfunkel. Chicago by Chicago. Close to You by The Carpenters. Chicago. Deja Vu. CSNY. Elton John, Elton John, and Sweet Baby James by James Taylor. Uh, what do you, what do you think? One. I'm hard on Deja Vu. In my opinion, but did it win? It did not. It lost uh, to Bridge Over Troubled Water. How does that okay. happen? Deja Vu is the Man, best. Bridge Over T- Troubled Water is a weird record. It's not. It's not even their best album. <laughs> like sonically, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird best thing. It's a weird really mix. That's, that's an, funny. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's like Scorsese winning Best Director for The Departed. This is interesting. 
So Crosby, Stills, and Nash got nominated for Best Album in 70. Then 71, they got it again after just adding Young. You would have thought adding Neil Young would, they would have been like, well, I guess that's an automatic win. Wow. Hmm. What do you think beat out At San Quentin by Johnny Cash, CSN by Crosby, Stills, and Nash, The Age of Aquarius by The Fifth Dimension, (laughs) and Abbey Road? What do you think beat that in 1970? And Abbey Road. And Abbey Road. Just to throw more insult to injury. (laughs) What else came in... What came out? What like? I'm assuming it's a pop thing. It's it's pretty insane. It's blood, sweat, and tears by blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) That's a crazy one. That's crazy. Although if my dad were here, I'm sure he'd have some words to defend it. I have I have none. Yeah, I I don't have any opinions on that other than I know that shouldn't have beat. I mean, Abby Roder, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh man, that's so strange. Does the right person ever win oh no this is what what i'm talking about like the grammys are never right it's like the oscars like they gave around the world in 80 days the best picture in like 1942 and that was like one of the worst movies ever like that was that one best picture because like disney paid like a million dollars and that you know inflated in that era's time basically to give them an oscar so Award made a donation to the academy or something no it was just like a legitimate hey we'll give you this it was that was before you know uh, you couldn't Hollywood. do that. It was just oh. <laughs> that's old time Hollywood. Okay. Shit like that is yeah. just like that's cool to do. Oh, for a million dollars, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would do that. Because when that comes out, no one yeah. cares by then. So Beatles had a run of, let's see, five. Biggest to vote. Like if you. Oh written, yeah. If you've written, you have to have contributed to six physical albums or twelve digital albums. And that can include well. having written liner notes. So if you've written liner notes on six physical albums, then you can be a Grammy voter. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's so specific and mm-hmm. also not like... Yeah. It, was it a, doesn't mean that you, you, you know anything about anything. <laughs> and the, it, like you can... Everyone gets to vote in the big four. Yeah. But then, then I think for... I think there are like two rounds or something and you get to vote for up to 20 out of 40 more yeah but or 20 total out of the 40 and you're encouraged to only vote for the area in which you have expertise but there's no oversight of that that's really weird that's like the it's that's like the oscars it's like it's so random it people who don't deserve to vote vote why do they encourage them to only vote for their category if they aren't only allowed to vote for their category i assume it's because it's like too nebulous in terms of genre um this, hmm. is, this is interesting. And that's the other thing is like they have these screening committees to decide who like what's. I read this article about a guy who was a journalist and got invited to. He was like a reggae journalist, and so he got invited to a screening committee where they have to decide whether each album that they're listening to is more than fifty-one percent reggae, which is obviously a very quantifiable. Wait, I want to guess it is the <laughs> whitest guy in the world who's like, this is not real reggae. <laughs> it's like. It should only be like uh, Julian Marley is the only person who should be allowed to be like, yes, this counts. This doesn't count. This counts. What a blood purity test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go to the source. You know a white person invented that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 51% right Yeah, now. that's, yeah, wow. That's, that's like, re- that's really gross. <laughs> All right. That's so the, the thing though. That's yeah. the kind of shit that gets made up after like an award ceremony has been going for so long. Yeah. 
you know they've had some controversy where somebody was like, well, but this, you know, so they make all these weird rules slowly over time. Yeah, and then, like, they all contradict each other at a certain point. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people keep trying to cover their ass for mistakes. This is. I mean, I love to cover my ass after I make a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, that is, like, the go-to move for normal humans to try to, like, defend yourself. Remains uncovered. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just like taking the punishment, man. Just fucking... Shit on me all day. I don't care. No, no, no. My ass is uncovered. I'm shitting on them. Oh, oh, nice. They're just punishing me for my <laughs> mistake. Yeah, so Beatles had a five-year run of best album for album of the year nominations. They won one. What? Guess which one won? Well, guess which five were nominated in a row first. I want Rubber to... Soul. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> Too early? Yeah. That one wasn't even nominated for huh. some reason. It's like they just skipped that year. Uh... You know, I'm going to give you the albums, but I want you to guess who which one won. It was Help in 66, uh, Revolver in 67, um, Sgt. Pepper 68, Magical Mystery Tour 69, and Abbey Road 70. Sgt. Pepper. Yes. Hmm. Why isn't Rubber Soul even nominated? Why did how did they, Help they get they nominated like, in sixty six? How did Magical Mystery Tour get nominated? <laughs> I mean, I, that's my favorite like, one. That's I, like I that's like the, that. it was an EP and then and it was a couple singles and then they just smashed it together. Yeah. That doesn't you can't like it's like barely a sound. That's like if they would have been like yeah the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> They album put soundtracks for best album well, all the time. Do you know and what? Also, people don't like this about me, but I either I either say that I think Please Please Me or Magical Mystery Tour are my favorite. Oh my people, god! People <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Please Please Me is the best. It's, I think it's, it's Magical Mystery Tour. Awesome. Those two. Those two. I think you it, can't beat the greatest band of all time starting out their discography. Just Paul saying one, two, three, it's boom. True. It's so fun. I'm and oddly like I love all the covers. I mean, they move oh. away from that after that first album, but that's, that's was true. the normal thing people did at that time. Yeah. Well, their swag evolved. Just like once they started getting beards and shit and looking cool, like you know, they were just they when they went away. Oh, from yeah, the, yeah, when yeah. they went away from. Well, the, that's after who was it? Was it Bob Dylan that got them to smoke pot? For well, the first it was time their dentist who like dosed them. Kind of like Bob's roommate in college dosed his lemonade with acid. Their dentist did that to tea. And then they smoked weed with Bob Dylan you one time. You got dosed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't remember. Bob. <laughs> That's why he's only behind the camera. He can't get in front of a mic anymore. I love that. He's just not still happy with yeah. That's, it never ended, see, that's the problem. You, know? yeah. you got dosed by it a becomes, friend of ours. It becomes your new reality fully. He's living on my couch now. The guy <laughs> Good to know. He moved in Thursday. Let's see when he leaves. Oh. Let's see if he doses you again before he leaves. New edition. No, but yeah, the two... The two How many on BET. Oh, that's new... That's I don't a, know, but they're back, baby, on I'm BET. Gonna, or is that over? Let's go through the nine... Oh, it, it is over, but it, it was They great. were back. If... Did anyone in here watch that new edition miniseries? No, no, yeah. Oh, it is so good. I yeah. want to watch it. The guy it. who does Bobby Brown is so fucking good. It's dope. It's really dope. All right, let's see who won in the 90s. The, you know, the era of when rap and R&B was the biggest, uh, uh, you know, genre. Let's see who won. All right, Bonnie Ray, Nick of Time, 90. Quincy Jones, Back on the Block, 91. Uh, a lot Beat out. Hammer don't hurt him, and but seriously by Phil Collins. I always say it like that. There's, <laughs> there's no question mark behind but seriously. It's just three dots. Then but seriously. Oh, Mariah Carey also lost to Quincy Jones in that one. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Natalie Cole, Unforgettable, 
dot 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 with love. That's two albums in a row with dots in front of them that won. And, she yeah. won, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. in, that so beat she's out one of the three. It's Natalie Cole and uh, Ooh, uh, Natalie Cole's awesome. And uh, Andre F- and Lauren Fleshman. Hill and who's the third one? Uh, let's see. Natalie Cole, Lauren Hill. Oh, and uh, Whitney Houston. Those are yeah, the, oh, those yeah, are the yeah, three yeah. black women who have uh, won album of the year. Is it specifically album of the year or any Grammy? Album of the year. Yeah. 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 Then... Which is crazy. I'm still just like, man, yeah. Lemonade. Yeah. I turned off the Grammys last night yeah. and watched. It's, it's like that Adele album is fine, but yeah, like Lemonade is five. Like as soon as, soon as the Grammys like were done, we just I mean, watched Lemonade here, and it was amazing. Yeah. There's like no argument to be made for anything else other than like, obviously they weren't gonna give it to Kanye, but I mean that that was pretty fucking obviously. I mean, Drake and Bieber were the. Uh, I mean the fact that Drake got nominated. nominated for that is that that should let you know about what the Grammys are about. <laughs> if it, I bet if it had been oh, Taylor Swift instead of Drake. Hello. Uh, Beyonce would have won. Oh man. Yeah, what up? Oh, word up, dog. What's up? Oh, okay. Okay, cool. All right. All right, uh, yeah, you can pull up on the drive-by. All right, cool. All right, seven minutes away. All right. Uh, I guess we just So here's my thing. (laughs) Tell me three things that 25 does differently than 21 or 19. Uh, it's she's older. Like, is, is, there <laughs> That's any, it. is there any difference besides like the song titles? Uh, song three, titles have three, apparently changed. I think three is the one with the most bragging. Oh, is it? Yeah, because she's the furthest removed from the breakup, and her life is fucking amazing. And she <sighs> is she still not? Isn't that kind of part and parcel of like the age progression? Is that she's like singing these albums to someone still? Right. Oh, funny. So like I think she like it's just so there's no the way same. she could still only feel upset about that even if she does think about it. Like, yeah. If you go through a tumultuous breakup in your life that mattered a lot to you, even if you do find complete happiness with somebody else and uh, have that for the rest of your life, you're not gonna just forget that that thing happened to you. Yeah. So you could come at it from the perspective of like, wow, my life is way better than if I had. Look at all this great stuff I have. And, yeah. Uh, maybe that's she, and apparently that was award worthy to some people Jeez. to hear her really. She dabbed on him, basically. Huh. Man, it's you weird. Wanna... It's weird. It just. <laughs> it's, but that's still. It's you ask so, for three, and that's one thing. It's so the same record to me. Yeah. It's, it sounds know? very. So I would not argue against. It. I was just saying. If and the that, fact that Hello won record of the year when it's like when they've proven that they can make that recording. You know, somebody was asking me what record of the year is about, and I was like, "Well, it's the best recording of the year." Mm-hmm. That they did that recording. They've done <laughs> it on every album. That's that's not that's nothing new. Not that I guess that's not what the award promises, right? Yeah, Julian, best recording. This might make you mad. What what album do you think beat beat up Neo's "Year the Gentleman" and the Carter Three by Little Wayne for album of the year? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what would make. I'm gonna go the direction. Oh, well, actually, it wouldn't be, it's not actually gonna make you mad. I'm, I'm I just the just the idea that Neil lost. What year is that? Uh, this is 20, 2009. It okay. was Robert Plant and Allison Cross's "Raising Sand." Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'd rather have Neil. Neo. I mean, if you have the opportunity to give Neo an album of the year at the Grammys, I think you got to give it to Neo. Yeah. Because he would have been in a fedora. He probably got 
more Grammys than we realized. That's insane that he got album of the year. Yeah. <laughs> the nomination. That blows my fucking mind. Like, I like Neo. Why did this turn off? Sheesh. How to dismantle an atomic bomb beat late registration. Oh my gosh. <laughs> U2's uh, third of many disappointing albums. <laughs> Jeez. That's insane. Wow, Nellyville got nominated for Album of the Year. Holy shit. I forgot Nelly was... Man, Nora Jones beat Eminem and Bruce Springsteen. Oh, and Nelly that. that year. That's insane. Which album? Uh, Come Away With Me. Yeah. Okay. And okay. the Dixie Chicks. And she beat the Dixie Chicks. That's a crazy... Like, but I think that, she also got but a that, pop album. That mix is insane, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a really good mix. <laughs> That is funny though. The Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack beats Stinkonia. Hmm. That's weird. How do you give them soundtracks? I don't. I never understand that. A soundtrack. That's like that, a comp. That that's like you could like, just put. Like that. You could nominate like, like Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That soundtrack is remarkable. Yeah. No, but the soundtrack was it like Timo Burnett, right? Yeah. It was a hit. A lot of people had that. Yeah. Yeah, my mom had that. <laughs> it's like it didn't turn off, it just stopped oh, recording and went black. That's weird. Maybe he's got a hole there or something? Did we stop recording the audio also? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be good. Yeah, hold it. Yeah, are you, uh, did you press uh, record, Bob? <laughs> what did you guys think about Rihanna's album? Oh, oh, I loved it. That's, and subsequent snub. That's a fucking... That's, that oh, album's gone. better than 25. Like, yeah, I can't... You are that's the thing. I can't believe nobody even like you're not, you're not talked about Rihanna last night. Rihanna's time. album was so fucking good. I still have that on my phone. It was an entire night of her getting ignored. Yeah. It was crazy. And then her drinking Rihanna. out of a flask and not giving a fuck. I love fucking love Rihanna. <laughs> so cool. That That's album the was so thing. People were so giving her times. shit for that today, and I was like, <laughs> "That's the coolest thing ever." It's so dumb. She's sitting yeah. in a people stadium full of people who. That. Anyone who follows her on Instagram or when, like, knows about she her knows she has in the she has like, no tablet. chance of she winning anything. all the time. Like yeah. she, she's not not allowed to bring a flask. Is she? And like and also that's and obviously like we there's always everybody else like if it's like oh no we sit here the whole time and do not drink fucking I mean fuck. In the award show, everyone's wasted there. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's wasted. I've been to one award show, and before the award show, there was an open bar. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's, and that's they why showed because they're like, well, there are photos hours. of people with glasses yeah. that no one's going to town on. They're like three hour long flask. shows, and like, yeah, it was very long. Drunk, and they also, win. it also, the we were given the ticket from friends, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we went. I don't know how much it actually cost, but. There was also a meal provided, like a three-course meal, and that came with free champagne. Like, they gave us two bottles to start, and then after that, then drinks cost money. But then there was eight of us at the table. But the drinks before, we showed up because it was in one of the uh, hotels that's on, like, Avenue of the Stars. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. pretty sure is where we were. Uh, and 
uh, the fact, and we got there early so we wouldn't like screw up and be late. And the fact that they had an open bar for like an hour, we just stood there at the bar and drank for an hour before the (laughs) the writers go. Because blinds look shitty. (laughs) We we can't really start filming it until it's completely dark. That's fine. I mean, we're going to let them smoke weed and drink beer. So you probably just let them chill for a bit because then it's just going to be. If you cut anything, if anything has to be cut, anything out of it, it's gonna be weird if it just cuts the darkness all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Did so any of the wait till it goes are any of the cameras still rolling now? Um. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna turn them off right now. Oh wait. Hey. Scarfo to plug. Coco Van Gogh coming up right after this conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, we're definitely putting that. This Colin. One. Colin Hatch. Yeah. Colin Hatch, who's our today our studio engineer and owner of the studio. I've been trying to tell you that. What's the name of the studio? It looked Colin? like you were still shooting it. I don't know. Just plug Lindenfield. That's my artist name. Lindenfield. Yeah. All right. Colin dope. is uh, not only the owner of this uh, yeah. studio uh, and this. Uh, our sound engineer for today, but he's also. A musician himself, and a producer, and his name is Lindenfield. <laughs> so check him out on your socials. What What are your socials? I'm just gonna roll anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just start rolling now. <laughs> he's rolling him. Oh, finally! Yeah. Great, that's the. No, he's not. Now he's not interested in plugging. Yeah. <laughs> get closer to him though. Little, little oh, little to the oh to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, it looks better though. Hey guys. It looks like you guys are kind of like, like leaving a little space. Really nervous. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you, you don't have to like touch each other. But... <laughs> I, 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 we we actually hate yeah, each right, other. Right. This is a very tenuous uh, podcast relationship. Well, we've we've been uh, excited to be offered an interview with Coca Van Gogh and Scarface. We're saying this like we're ISIS hostages and, right now. <laughs> Oh, and we were very excited Star to Phone come. was our original guest and, uh, <laughs> yesterday. If you do not get off of Afghanistan soil, this will happen to all other Americans. See, if you really were Taliban, <laughs> you wouldn't call it Afghanistan because that is a creation of Western imperialism. That was mm. what they told me to say. That I think it was a sub, a sub at George Bush mm. for invading the wrong place. Uh, so shout out to them for their... ISIS is real good at subtweets. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> They're better at it than I am. They're on Twitter. Man, they got... I always tag the They are legitimately very good at social yeah. media. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Twitter literally makes so much money from ISIS-sponsored tweets. Well... Stay woke, guys. What, do you want them to not be able... They want a global jihad, okay? And you don't want them... Twitter, right? <laughs> yes. Twitter wants a global jihad. <laughs> yeah. and, also, and also, yes, a, but a different one than the one that ISIS wants, yeah. who also wants a global jihad. And if Twitter's not going to see that the two of them can spread their message simultaneously... One throughout less internet-heavy regions of the world, and the other into places where there's a lot of dumb people with internet. Twitter and ISIS working together since day one. Okay. We rolling? Yes. Yep. And I, yeah, you and I stand by my statement that Twitter and ISIS mm. do technically work together. And if we are found <laughs> dead in the next week, I want this to be sent to all major news outlets, major newspaper organizations, three different police. Uh, organizations. Yeah. We are innocent. We were killed. If yeah. We, if there's a questionable suicide between one of us in the next coming weeks, Him or it me. was clearly a government plot. Yeah. These are our faces. And this is our message. At any rate, 
Scarfo to plug. Staring right at the camera. I zoomed in for when you started doing this. I zoomed in. I saw it. And just got both your faces. And then when you were going around, I panned your face. <laughs> Not a goal. <laughs> He's on to it. He's nailing Scarfo it. Scarfo de plug. It up. Was meant to come yesterday. <laughs> He's coming today. Okay. I think we And Coca Van Gogh is coming along too. So this is all gonna be put before the actual interview, alright guys? Because we are gonna cut so we can figure out the lighting situation. But just know that we had a great time talking with Lindenfield, aka Colin Hatch. Hey Check host, me out on Twitter here for today. At Call Lindenfield. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Colin was very graciously hosting us for the second day in a row because that's what you have to do to be a producer. Check me out Which on Julian. Check I me out on Instagram at I Love Lindenfield. Mm-hmm. Do it. I just I love the idea of like. Coming in and interrupting you every time with a different social. Hey guys, uh, non homogenous platforms. You have a different name on the Check gram, me out on and Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Lindenfield. Facebook.com. Seasonofdeath.com. Season Find me on LinkedIn. Are you a part of the return of MySpace? <laughs> no. Although I was invited. Yeah, see? Ugh. So someone you're connected with was. Ugh. What a terrible platform. Ha, ha, ha.